0: Police One Academy is leading the way in high-quality, affordable training for officers nationwide. Your department can take advantage of more than 1,000 HD videos and 175 full-length courses in a robust learning management system. Training is certified or accepted for training credit in 35 states. Join the industry's most officer-friendly learning platform with more than 60,000 subscribers. To schedule a free demo, go to policeoneacademy.com forward slash policingmatters. And thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley.
1: Hi, this is Jim Dudley.
0: Jim, for the past couple of weeks and moving forward um, in coming weeks, we've been tackling uh, one at a time the six pillars of 21st century policing. These six pillars born, of course, of President Barack Obama's 21st century policing task force, uh, which put into place back in late 2000, uh, 2015, I believe it was, um, So we've already covered uh, building trust and legitimacy. We've covered policy and oversight. The third one on the list is technology and social media. And if you'll allow me, I'm going to do a quick read here. Law enforcement agencies should, number one, consult with the national standards of research and development of new technology, including auditory, visual, biometric data, and the development of segregated radio spectrum. Okay, we'll get into that. Number two, bullet point number two. The compatibility, interoperability and implementation of technology should maintain civil and human rights protections. Okay. Number three, adopt model policies and best practices for technology based on community engagement that increases trust and access. Now what does all of that mumbo jumbo really mean? Um, We'll take the third one first. Uh, I'm looking at that and it says to me body cameras. Um, Take the second one. Um, Looking at human rights protections, again, body cameras. Um, The the first one, uh, consult with national standards of research and development on visual biometric data. Um, This, again, goes to, I would would believe, cameras of all kinds. So, you know, with following Ferguson, you know, I wrote an article um, actually the very day that it happened. Would there be a body camera on every officer? Uh, At some point in the fairly near future, I think that that's probably a realistic expectation, that most agencies are going to have body cameras. Technology also is identified here as um, social media. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean um, the use of video? Uh, does that mean social media presence for police agencies? Does that mean um, using social media for investigative purposes? I think yes, yes, and yes. So what you have in this particular pillar, which is a really odd, it's an odd duck as far as all of the pillars are concerned. Um, it does have, what <laughs> one would thinks it has the opportunity for much more specificity, and yet here we have a lot of kind of mumbo-jumbo language in some of the documentation that was put out around it. Um, you know, the, I, would, I would venture to say that you're going to have um, new technologies being made available over the course of our lifetimes, um, which we can't presently really imagine. You know, or will we have self-driving police cars? Will we have, you know, we're, we don't even know what we don't know in terms of what te- what technology is coming. Biometrics, you know, we have the ability, and in Europe I think that they're doing this more than us, to have um, facial recognition scans of people in public places to, to look for um, potential violators, potential hazards, um, potential terrorists. Um, we have a thing called the, you know, the Bill of Rights, so we'd have to figure out a way to, you know, kind of... Reconcile—I guess—is the right word. Um, you know the, the the desire for safety and the desire for privacy. You know, it's it's credited to, to um, Benjamin Franklin. Um, those who would give up their privacy in order to obtain safety deserve neither. And I think there's some truth to that. You know, we need to be, you know be balanced. So when you look at this, Jim, this technology and social media pillar, you know, what what for you kind of jumps out and, and comes to mind?
1: Well. I I, uh, attended the IACP, the International Association of Chiefs of Police Conference in San Diego, and I I picked up the uh, implementation guide on the President's Task Force on 21st Century Policing. So they go into detail a little bit more. They flesh it out. Um, One of their bullets is to develop new less than lethal technology. Totally behind that. Mm -hmm. Totally agree with that. Um, I I wish at some point they, they mandated... Uh, technology use uh, as tools for agencies um, rather than prohibit um, officers from using uh, up-to-date technology. And and I'll get to that when I talk about the um, uh, electric weapons, the electric electric Mm -hmm. charge weapons, such as Taser. Um, But I think when you look at Pillar 3, I think it also addresses uh, the legitimacy and the bias that might be attributed to sex offender registries mm. or taking dna from prisoners for whatever offense they've taken um, all the way down to is it right to take blood breath or urine during a car stop where you suspect somebody of being under the influence of uh, drugs or alcohol and i think that's a big one considering there is no field sobriety test for uh, marijuana ingestion which is now legal mm-hmm. technically in, in so many states. 23
0: or so states.
1: Right. So uh, blood, breath, urine, DNA, sex offender registries, uh, tasers or or electric weapons, uh, ALPRs. I I know there's a big debate of uh, automated license plate readers. And uh, is there some expectation of privacy for driving your vehicle around a public street? Well, I, I would say not.
0: I definitely agree with you. No. So
1: they're there good tools when used okay. correctly. Biometrics you mentioned um, used in Europe. Um, I believe they are a great uh, deterrent and a tool of investigation for terrorism. And, and I welcome the use of biometrics here. In the U.S. and and I would say that unless it's really a case of, of gigo garbage in garbage out, mm-hmm. that if these things are programmed correctly, uh, they'll help us catch people um, offenders without any sort of bias because they'll they'll be technology based. Mm-hmm. And so unless you attack the programmers and say that uh, information was put in. Um, through, through the fault of, of a database that was biased to begin with, I, I don't see a problem with, with making identifications based on technology. And then finally, you mentioned um, the use of social media for investigations. And I think there's a legitimate purpose for that. I mean, we've seen, you know, the tattooed guy with a mouthful of money and holding up guns and money showing that he just robbed a bank. And... I'd love to hear the argument against why we could use that as a means of identifying the individual as participating in a crime robbery and and using that to make uh, an arrest and a case on them.
0: Yeah, I, I would posit that social media doesn't belong to the person who has their name on the account. It belongs to Facebook. It belongs to Twitter. As soon as you post something on any of these social media websites, it's no longer yours... Right Um, you have broadcast to the world, your feelings on fill in the blank, your actions on fill in the blank. and it no longer belongs to you. It's no longer yours. it's no longer inside your house. It's not even on your cartilage, you know this right. Is, it's broadcast to the world. just like you had mentioned driving around on the street. You have no reasonable expectation that you're not going to get photographed by a, um, a, a red light camera or an ALPR. Right. Um, or, you know, in some cases, the toll booth that you ran. You know, I mean, this, these are your license plates going to get captured. You've done something wrong and you got caught doing it. And that's the same is true for social media. Another thing about social media I'll just quickly mention is, and I think it's fantastic, is the ability for... Certain programs to mine the, the, the vast internet for particular hashtags like uh, payback or etc. And looking for individuals who are popping up in places saying things in, in certain contexts that would lead you to conclude that they're about to potentially commit a crime. And there, these programs exist. So that, that falls under technology and social media. Sure. There's going to be an uproar about it. It probably already is in some quarters, um, but it's it's legitimate use of publicly made available information for investigative or crime prevention purposes. We saw it
1: this week. We saw the live stream of four individuals in Chicago torturing on live stream media an uh, 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 individual um, who was bound and gagged and um, had some sort of um, disabilities and... Uh, I think there was a lot of outrage, but you you also saw some support for the individuals saying that this media shouldn't be used. I, I, I don't understand.
0: That's ridiculous. I mean, that's utterly ridiculous. Um, these people are in the midst of committing a heinous hate crime, violent hate crime on the internet live, and they have the, the gall to think that that's theirs still, that, they, that that media belongs to them? No, it doesn't. It does not. It belongs to the prosecutors who are now going to take those four sick human beings, and I barely think they're human beings, to task for their, for their atrocity. So, I mean, it, it, that's a, it's a great and clear example of the type of technology that I think um, you know, should be made available to law enforcement. You made the point earlier, and I'm going to lobby for it here. Um, electronic control weapons, ECDs, um, absolutely should be on the tools, or the tool belt of every officer out there. I mean, people are making demands for um, you know, more or less lethal tools, and yet at the same time saying, you can't have a taser in San Francisco, and that's just ridiculous.
1: Or a carotid restraint.
0: Right, exactly. Effective tools that help to mitigate dangers to officers and others and en- enable officers to take into custody people who are resistive uh, to arrest, and that safely gets them there without the use of something like a handgun. Right. Wait, it doesn't so, make any sense to take that tool off the table.
1: Right. So you leave a gap in the force continuum by saying your last weapon of of short of lethal force is a baton, and if you can't make it work with a baton, pull out the gun. Yeah. And there's nothing in between.
0: And, and meanwhile, the tool has existed for something like thirty years, and it's been refined to the point where it's an extremely effective uh, device, extremely effective tool. I've seen where they're trying to develop, they, I don't know who they is, um, but it, it, p- there are researchers trying to develop t- tools that are based on sound, for example, you know, crowd control with the use of ultra low frequency sound devices. Um, they exist. I know that they're using them in the United I've States Navy, them. and yeah. I've, I've seen one demonstrated, right. uh, but it's not widely used yet, not to my knowledge. Um, but these, these are things that are technologies that I think that are, like I'd said at the outset, we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what's coming. Um, so this particular pillar, it seems to me to be the most open-ended of the lot. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, it's kind of like the constitution. Se- 1700s, mm-hmm. we we built a constitution that we expect to survive today and, and I'd say through most part, it it has survived through interpretations by the Supreme Court and and others. But um, you're right. You know, we're talking about self-driving cars and um, we're talking about uh, data mining and hacking and law enforcement agencies being held hostage and paying uh ransoms to to hackers over information so um we've we've got to get ahead of the curve on technology and and i think um this this should work both ways
0: yeah absolutely well that's three down and we have three more to go so next week uh when we visit with you um policing matters uh, listeners we're going to be talking about community policing and crime reduction